Today on The Breakdown, we're going to do a hand where there's only four left in this high roller event, and it's populated with big names of the players who are in it, maybe, who actually play the hand, maybe not as big, but still big names, but really four left, and it's one of these tournament situations where we're we're blind versus blind, and you just sometimes get caught in a cooler, right? Sometimes you just both make big hands, and you would assume, well, someone's screwed, but someone isn't always screwed. Sometimes you can pull a rabbit out of your hat and make an unbelievable play, sometimes to make a great fold, maybe sometimes to get the other player to make a fold. Well, something like that's going to happen. I ain't telling what. I've already given away too much on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Have you ever been at like a medical facility or a hospital or something and you're in the elevator and there's this big poster that tries to tell you the signs of somebody's having a stroke and what you're supposed to do? <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just trying to remember <laughs> the poster, you know, <laughs> I can't, I can't remember it that well, mm. but if, uh, just unrelated to the podcast, I was trying to remember for the duration of that opening to see if I should you think I might be in jeopardy i thought there was a chance what was the the nonsensical nature of your <laughs> speech yeah i didn't know what to say about this one so i <laughs> yeah talked around it as best i could yeah i wasn't sure what to say because i don't want to give too much away but i also didn't really know what to say you does, know was it, does it smell like toast right now burnt toast yeah because regular toast is just delicious and smells great yes like, my gosh my gosh. Hook me up with some of that. <laughs> I would love some toast now that we're talking about yeah. it. Well, what do you want to put on your toast? Oh, fried egg. Ooh, that sounds nice. Mm, butter it up. Mmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What do you want on your toast, Grant? I was going I was going more simple, you know. I was just thinking like a really nice piece of like sourdough toast, like from an artisanal bakery. Mm-hmm. And there's like a little bit of like Moroccan butter is that a thing? I thought you were going to say ghee, which is almost the same thing as you say Moroccan butter, whether it's a thing or not. What is ghee? Ghee is like clarified butter. It's like very shishi uh, no. hippie stuff. You know, like rich hippies have it. I think. Okay. You know, if you're in a commune, isn't that what, you, what a karate outfit is called? Uh, maybe it just might be. It's the name. It's the first name of Mister La Liberté. I know that. Ghee La Liberté. Yes. Very good at karate. <laughs> Underrated, actually, in his karate, considering how good he was. Anyway, a little known fact about Gila Liberté and his karate. I was talking about sourdough, but go ahead. I'm just going to say this, and you can get right back okay, to it. Okay, fine, fine. I'll wait. The original Karate Kid movie? Yeah. He consulted on that. Okay. He was consulted. <laughs> <laughs> but not for the karate, obviously. For, no, for, for like the, the location. The circus, location. No, the circus stuff. The oh, circus stuff cir- that they cut. They later cut. <laughs> so... It's you, weird. They spent like $100 million on the circus uh, stuff. And they're like, you know what? Let's not. It's, it's not really working. And yeah. you know, it ended up being the right choice because they made like four or five of those movies. And, uh, and Ralph Macchio now. is way more successful than he's supposed to be. Yep. But back to sourdough. Okay, yes. Back to uh, poker. Let's get back to the sourdough. Back to the important thing about this podcast. So my, my slice of toast, it's an artisanal piece of sourdough. Yeah, we know. Moroccan, Moroccan butter, if butter, that's a thing. If it's a thing. It sounds like a thing. It's like Corinthian leather. Leather. Yes, although Corinth no longer exists and Morocco does. And Corinthian leather was never a thing. I know. Continue. I know, but it was okay, once yeah, a location. You know, you know, you know. Yeah. I know things. Yeah. I want my salt from the Aegean Sea, 
and I want it to be dried in the 1980s. Wow. Uh, and just the tiniest bit of pepper from the North Pole. How are you going to know two things, three things? <laughs> How are you going to know that it was dried sourced in the 80s? Sourced it myself. <laughs> How are you going to know it was dried in the 80s? Sourced it myself. How does that mean, sourced it? I was, I was four years old in 1989. No, three years old in 1989. The oldest I ever was in the 80s. And I, I was there. Okay. And I picked the water out of the sea, and I'm like, these will be yeah. the water that I make the salt with. So, you, so it's your salt. Yes. Because so, you made it sound like you were at some fancy place that was giving you special salt that you don't already have whoa, access whoa, to. Whoa, 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 Mr. Projecting your lifestyle on me. This is <laughs> at my house. Okay, okay. <laughs> you're right. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Okay, second question. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Ever from the North Pole. Yeah. Now, have you sourced Surprisingly that Surprisingly good. Did you source that yourself? No, too? no. Hemmerker okay. Schlummer. How did, um, <laughs> how does pepper, you would need peppers to actually grow at the North Pole to mm. get pepper from the North yeah. Pole. Yeah. How is that working? Well, okay. Imagine this for a second. Yeah. Imagine a plant that doesn't grow in a place, but a variant of that plant that's so damn hardy that it does grow in that place. Don't you think it might produce something a little special? Wouldn't it be? A little <laughs> bit special. A little bit worth, <laughs> a little bit worth yeah. just a nice little try. Maybe. On your artisanal sourdough toast. Maybe, maybe. With your Moroccan butter, your GNC original Grant Denison sourced salt. Dried for since 19, dried in the 80s. Yeah. Um, also, you could grow pepper like indoors, probably in, in the North Pole. I'm surprised uh, you didn't take that route. So, are you, are you Team Grant or Team Jonathan? You want a piece of like store bought bread with fucking fried egg? <laughs> or yeah. do you want an experience? Is That's the question. How, how much does your experience cost? And I don't mean money-wise. I mean the cost. Like how many people had to die? <laughs> uh, sure. More than 11, but less than 30. How many people had to die for my fried egg and store-bought bread? Dude, we can get into it. It might get a little political, <laughs> but corporations are killing everybody. <laughs> yeah. And where do you think your store-bought bread came from? Do you think it came from little mom and pop? I don't think so, buddy. I think it came from big oil. I think they're choking the geese big oil? and killing all of the refugees. It feels like a bit of a stretch that big oil has anything you, to do with you bread, are implicitly <laughs> supporting the BP oil spill in 2010. You liked that oil spill. I didn't say I didn't like that oil spill. I never said I didn't like Exxon Valdez. Also, you like that one. Exxon Valdez is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see? You um, love Chernobyl. You like that it happened. I like the TV show. So yes, I'm glad it happened. So we got <laughs> okay, such, such magnificent. This is all. This is theater. all. What I'm learning is this like reading a hand. You know, it's well, like a say, poem. This me, is a toast reading. To get I'm back, reading your toast. You're a bad person. <laughs> to get back to the uh, the BP oil spill. Did you do you remember seeing all those like you know f- all the birds and stuff with all the oil on them? Yeah, they looked really cool. Don't you think? Like, they look. They did look, they look pretty. They, they look pretty metal. Yeah, they were like <laughs> goth birds. I mean, what is the like? You don't. Oh yeah, you don't. No one thinks that bird is awesome looking. Like everyone wants that. It's like getting a tattoo, except you're a bird. So, you, so basically, you're saying style above all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying there's a price we pay to look the way we want to look, and the birds get that, and nature gets that, the environment gets that. So yeah, okay, I support these things, and I'm fine with that. Okay. Name some other stuff I support. I don't care. Go ahead. You, you don't want to do you that. You don't scare me. I, it scares me. You, what yes, what I might right. say scares me. Yeah. That's why I'm, so I'm going to stop. I thought I was, I was just, that was all about to see, like, how far is he going to go? Is I, he gonna, I could go really is he far. Gonna, is he going to destroy the podcast? I could go the, really the far, brand. and I could say that you, you support Australia. I could say uh, that, yeah. but I wouldn't yeah. want to do that to you. 
for your reputation? Well, because it's a bunch of slime balls. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Good stuff. We're glad we cleared all that up. I feel like we did a great job. Everyone knows where everyone stands now. Sort of. You I still want, don't know if if you want Moroccan butter, which probably doesn't exist. Well, I mean, there is butter that's produced in Morocco. But that's not what you meant. What did I mean? You meant Moroccan butter, which is a special thing. Special way. Oh, you mean like Turkish coffee? Like you do it differently. Yeah, there's going to be like a spice or something to do with that, or some sort of some sort of production process. That sounds nice, doesn't it? It does actually. It sounds like you put a little vanilla in there. Some maybe a little vanilla. I'm not. I'm not soft. Perhaps a truffle. A little truffle. I'm not soft, bro. Put razor blades in there. (laughs) That's what I want. That's that's yeah. That's going to make your perfect. It's artisanal (laughs) sourdough experience. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, I'm hungry now. I, so. could use, I could really go for some toast. So should we just stop the podcast? Fine with me. All right. Toast time. All right. And we're back. We actually did it. <laughs> we ate toast. You might think that like because you just heard us stop talking <laughs> and then we came like, no, we actually stopped the podcast. We ate toast. Yeah. I could not find Moroccan butter. We went to five stores. It turns out it may not exist. Yeah. But you got the pepper, which was important. Yeah, I did, I did get North Pole You were right pepper. about that. Hammer Schlammer or whatever it's called. Hammer I had to order it. So this is now weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was worth it. I hope anyone is, is entertained by this as much as you and I are entertained by this. Well, it's mostly for us anyway. It does feel like that. <laughs> they do say do, the, do things that you think are entertaining. So that's what we do a lot. I don't know if they meant that when they were talking to us. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's better. They say it's better to have like a very fervent group of like a hundred supporters than like a eh group of like a million supporters. Yeah, I don't know if that's really true. Probably not from an from especially from a like make money from ads point of view. But hey, we'll take what we can get. I mean, say what you want about either of us. We're not going to be the reason that a conversation with the family during the holidays is dull. We're not going to be the reason that it's dull. Right. We might be the reason that nobody wants to have the conversation. I have (laughs) been yelled at very much, very loudly, actually, by a uh, girlfriend's father when I was there for Thanksgiving one year. Because you were like, I don't want to give thanks because fuck you. I admittedly said something that I'm not even going to say now on the podcast. Really? Yeah. Which was a little, I admittedly, I was like 22 years old. It was incendiary? It It was a little bit incendiary. But it wasn't that big a deal. And the guy freaked out on me and yelled at the dinner table or the, the breakfast. We were eating breakfast and like yelled for a while. And I like fucking pushed back because I didn't care. Right. Yeah. I was like, blah, 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 blah. You know, but probably he was right. <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking back on it. Anyway. How'd that see. relationship go? Um, I continued to, to have sex with his daughter for a long time, if that's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I didn't stop having sex with his daughter. So. But, but th- did you talk to the father after that? Oh, no. <laughs> no, that was pretty much it. He had to, like, for the next day, like, talk to me a little bit. Do you think that hurt the long-term viability of the relationship? I actually don't. Hmm. It never seemed to. She wanted to get married and, for, for a while. And Johnny don't. No, no, I would, she was the one. But, uh, but then, then things changed. Oh, Johnny. Sad. Yeah. I'm probably happier now anyway. Well, How I Met Your Mother 2 featuring Jonathan Levy coming out. <laughs> That's right soon hey let's talk about this poker oh yeah i forgot that we're, we're not here. gonna i actually got kind of caught up in my uh my forever singleness <laughs> singletude we are, we are legit 
like having discussions about potentially starting another podcast is just us talking about whatever we yeah. want to, which might happen someday. But for now, you just get to enjoy it's it this. for the beginning of the poker podcast. Yeah, it's this one. It's great. Um, all right. So this is suggested by Casper Kwok, who has had a nice 2020. You know, wow. Not many people have. I can't believe you went. But Casper Kwok, although this podcast coming out in 2021, I don't know what that blissful thing is like <laughs> as I'm speaking right now because we're recording this in December of 2020. Yeah. I, I assume there's just flowers everywhere. It's like that moment in uh, The Perfect Storm, the movie, where, where everybody dies. No, no. Marky Mark and George Clooney, die. like, um, they're on the boat. They're all on the boat, actually. And they're about to die because they're totally screwed. And they're like, this storm is perfect. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, there's a moment where, like, the, the seas die down and the sun comes out and it's like, oh, <gasps> They're going to be okay. Everything's okay. And then, like, it's just for a little bit. Everyone smiles, and then it starts to darken again. And George Clooney turns to Marky Mark, and he says, she's not going to let us out that easy. And then they all die. But, that, you know, it's based on a true story, but no one knows actually what happened. The boat just disappeared. They probably didn't have such poetic lines. Probably not. We don't even know that, you know, there was any kind of... Was there even a boat? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we said we were going to talk about poker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess we should do that a little bit. Casper Kwok, as I was saying, suggested this on Twitter. We are the poker guys on Twitter. Easy to find. He included a YouTube link and a timestamp. That's how you got to do it. If you want to suggest a hand for the breakdown, we appreciate and love your suggestions. We do. All right. This is an online hand. Okay. It's a thousand dollar buy in. That's a big deal online. It is. It's a lot. It means you're usually up against top drawer players. Top level drawer, top bed players of the bunk bed. So four four players remain. Uh, as Jonathan said, the final table was populated by well-known players. The players in this hand, not so yeah. well-known, but we think they're probably pretty good. I don't know. I mean, they might be. I mostly like how both these players played this hand, I think. Well, let's talk we'll about find it. All right. So it falls to the small blind, who is a player named Wushu TM. Yeah. I don't know if you can trademark Wushu, which is a form of martial arts. Uh, Wushu TM has 1.8 million at the 25k 50k blind level has six, three of diamonds in the small blind opens to 162 K. Do you think this is a good open at effectively 38, 36 blinds with the big blind with a similar stack, 40 blinds for the big blind? Um, I think sizing wise, it's great. Yeah. Um, number one, uh, what is the situation in terms of the other stacks at the table? Let me Do see if that? I can figure that out for you, Mr. Unprepared. Um, <laughs> there's a 62 blind stack and a 22 blind stack. Okay. So with the 22 blind stack, I mean, that's not way smaller than the 36, but that is still significant. Yeah. Um, I like attacking with this hand instead of, just, instead of just completing, I think, for the most part, once we're, once we're down to it. Unless you are aware that the other player is going to play back at you a lot. This is just going to work a lot, this race. I like this race. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's what Wushu TM does. Okay. Crazy Lissy is in the big blind with 40 bigs, 2 million, and mm. ace, eight of clubs. This is just an awkward stack to, to three bet, right? Like, it's, yeah. I mean, it's you, you obviously a better it, hand than, than Wushu's range average, but like, you don't have to three bet this hand. I mean, mathematically, we can move in profitably, but like, nobody actually moves in for 40 blinds. These it's days a mistake here. to yeah. do it. Yeah, it's just a mistake. Like, there's just, there's just no reason. We're in position. It's a hand that plays well in position. Like, let's just see a freaking flop and worry about it later. Ace right? high boards, we're probably going to get at least one one bet out of our opponent. Oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe maybe multiple. They yep. may just feel obligated to, like... Now, we may be in some uncomfortable spots with ace high boards, but we're probably just going to have to hold on. Right? Yeah. That's okay. All right. So, Crazy Lissy is going to go ahead and make the call. 
I mean, I like you, a call. You prefer that to a three bet? I do. What do you think? I know you like three betting a lot. Uh, mm, I think spots. at this stack depth, I prefer the call. I think if we're 60 plus blind is deep, I think I prefer a three bet then. Mm-hmm. I do like protecting the the range a little bit, but I also like all of these pots are really valuable right now. Pre-flop. Mm-hmm. We have good blockers. If we get called, we have a hand that can flop reasonably well. What's the most amount of blinds you would shove with? For ace eight? Yeah. Uh, small to big? Probably like 23-ish. And I was thinking 22 terrible choice you might decide to go 25 when you're actually there in the moment i mean if if i feel like everybody at the table is better than me it's it goes up you know sure but that's never happened (laughs) (laughs) because i haven't played with three clones of federal holtz yet yeah so how is it it's basically impossible beforehanded yeah anyway um so yeah, Crazy Lucy is going to just call. Okay. I think at this stack depth, that feels like the right play. Four, like it. It's a very awkward stack depth to three bet with a hand like this. This hand plays really, really well in position. Like, you know, I, I just, I love calling here. Feels like the only, the only easy, obvious move. All right. That's what happens. 349 in the pot now. The flop is a good one for Crazy Lucy. It's deuce of spades, five of hearts, eight of diamonds. Mm-hmm. And, uh... <laughs> I was trying to say something to you. What are you trying to say to I me? was trying to say commercial. Oh, well, we'll do that later. Oh, okay. There's there's two of them. I know. Okay, I was worried. Now all the people know. Okay, well, I was worried. Well, now, now everybody knows that Jonathan distracted me by trying to whisper the word commercial <laughs> to me. Commercial. <laughs> I should have said I should have said it. Commercial. Anyway, that'll take us out of the mindset of poker, but let's get back okay, to okay. it. Sorry. Deuce of spades, five of hearts, eight of diamonds. By the way, you can just say the damn commercial. You can start the commercial. You I didn't know if I didn't know when we were doing it because we didn't talk about wow, that. Wow, we just really let everybody right in inside the, the baseball it, dome. <laughs> I know. I don't even like how I feel like we've done way too much of that this episode already. I'm not even comfortable. Like me talking about my past, I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable. It's too it's too late, man. It's, I know. I hope everyone forgets. <laughs> you don't even know what nobody even knows what you said or who this girl was or anything. I don't like it. I, mean, I don't like it. All right, let's continue. Dude's five eight. Okay. Is the flop. Fine. Spades, hearts, and diamonds. Six three of diamonds, the opener, Wushu TM. Crazy Lissy loves the flop with ace eight. Yeah, it's pretty good. Wushu is gonna see bet. Got a gut shot, got a backdoor flush draw. Feels feels obvious and right. It does, uh, especially blind versus blind, where we hit this board a lot, as much, almost as much as our opponent, probably. Right? It's like, just free to bet. Like, it's a free, free play. Yeah. And, like, what are we going to do? We're not going to check call with this hand, right? So we either have to check raise, check fold, or bet. Those are our three options. Yeah. Betting right. makes sense. I think the much more interesting decision is for Crazy Lissy. Should we raise? I know often we're not fans of raising top pair right. on, in Hold'em and on boards like this. I don't know. This is a candidate time to raise for sure with ace eight. Well, here's the good things, right? One is we don't have a huge amount of value here. We have a lot of a lot of straight draws yeah. on this board, right? Eight, five, deuce, rainbow. So we can maybe get shoved on by, by a non-believer? Uh, or just even stationed by a hand that we're dominating yeah. right now. You know, it could be a hand that we're, like, it could be a worse ace, or, or better ace that is now a worse ace, like ace, queen, or something like that. Could just decide to hold on. Or, or a pocket pair under the eight. Yep. If like, I think if our opponent has any pair at all, they can't fold to a raise right now on this board, probably, right? Unless they know we're super tight or something, yeah. um, which I assume we're not. Uh, so that's a good reason to raise. Let's talk about the reasons not to raise. The biggest reason is, well, if we're beat, we're going to get broke real fast, right? I mean, yeah, but it's hard to be beat against the small blind range here. Like, the, the percentage of the small blind range that is beating us on this board is very small. It's deuces, pocket deuces, pocket fives, weird two pair, and nines plus. That's yeah. it. That's which is, not which is does not make up 
much of their range I at guess all. One combo pocket eights. Yeah, you're right. It's it's very little. Uh, there is another benefit of raising right now, which is protection. By the way, like there just is. against hands like Jack Ten and stuff. Like we don't mind folding out Jack Ten. There is, of course, the downside of raising right now, which is then our opponent doesn't have an opportunity to re- to bluff later in the right. hand when we have a very showdownable good hand that can actually withstand a little bit of heat. Yeah, I agree. I think this is actually really close. It's yeah. interesting because mostly you and I both hate raising one I pair know. in Hold'em at this stack depth mm. and, and bigger stack depths, but. It feels like it's really kind of close as, as far as the merits. It's like it's quite a vulnerable, very strong hand here. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's plenty of straight draws that we can have. We can get action here. Yeah. Um, one of the problems with getting called by oh, the hands that would call us that are pairs, I guess the pocket pairs are a little tough because the pocket pairs block a lot of the straight draws. So yeah. like pocket sevens is going to be like, this sort of isn't the hand to have to call with, right? Like I block. The can you really bet fold though? With sevens on this know. board? I don't know if you can, but at the same point, it's like, I mean, he, he could need a seven, but if he doesn't need a seven, then he probably has me beat, right? Like yeah. a lot of the time. I guess he could have three, four. He could have three, six. Uh, six, seven, six, nine. Right, but if we have two sevens, we block yeah. six, seven is the thing. But six, nine, yeah, there's still hands. But we do eat up some of that, some of those bluffs. Ace, three, ace, four. I mean, there's a lot. Ace, three, ace, four doesn't really have to bluff. They can just call. But it doesn't. With ace high. But they don't necessarily always do that. Yeah, that's true. But they're more likely to call, yeah. I think, because they're showdownable. Um, anyway, yeah, so, so it's interesting. That's all. There's just a lot, a lot of stuff to think about. It sort, of, it sort of sucks, actually. Maybe Pocket 7 is just checks instead of bets because it's like, I'm not sure what to yeah. do. I can check call comfortably. And it's not necessarily wildly my board more than his, right? This is so close that my decision with Ace-8 here might be similar to how I was talking about pre-flop, where it's, it's my assessment of my skill level versus the table. Hmm. If, it's, if I feel like the table's got me outclassed, I might be more apt to raise, just to like tr- try to capture all the chips that I can, like close my eyes and call anything that happens if I raise, of course. Yeah. And, you know, happy to take it down, happy to get it in or shove the turn or whatever. Uh, again, but if, if I feel like I'm clearly the best player at the table or among them, I might be more apt to call just to reduce my variance with the 22 blind stack there. It also, I think, comes down to uh, what we think of our opponent. And if our opponent is the type who's going to do some triple barreling and stuff like that, a reasonable amount of time in this kind of a spot, we might decide to hold the hell on instead and just go call, call, and and accept whatever the equity is. Except even the King Jack 10 boards? Like, Maybe not two face cards, but maybe one. Yeah. You know, like a king comes on the turn, we're like, call. And then like a four comes on the river, and we're like, call. Yeah. You know, like, I know, you th- I know you're going to triple barrel, especially when the king comes, like a lot. Yeah. Uh, but maybe not if it's king and a 10 or something. Maybe then it's a little harder. Although when they triple barrel, now they're, they're really polarizing themselves. So maybe we call anyway. That's, that's a different thing. Yeah. But like, it isn't going to come face card, face card, or Broadway, Broadway too often. Not too often. I mean, whatever. Every card is scary that doesn't improve us right? yeah. in its own way, right? Everything makes a straight or is an over card or something. But so, but it, but so, like, if we're up against someone who's like Victor Blom, I might be more apt to just call here. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. Um, there's not or, many Victor Bloms out there. No, though. no. But but there's some very aggressive players, and when we're forehanded at a thousand dollar buy-in online event, like this guy might be very aggressive. And so that would just be another thing to keep in mind. I think if our guy is going to give up a lot, I think we should raise more now because there's no value to get later. Anyway, we're just giving up equity by giving him a quote free card by only calling. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, crazy Lissy ops to call. I think that's my default, but I I wanted to explore the idea of raising. I like it. Um, I feel like I'm, I don't raise one pair very often post flop. Yeah. You know, neither do I, um, almost ever. 
There's a few very particular situations where I do, but like very, very rarely where, where stacked ups are anything, you know, mm-hmm. substantial. And I think exploring it more and looking to do it more is probably correct, especially as we get more and more, you know, where people are going to defend more with more hands like we're talking about. Yeah. Like they're not just going to, they're not going to auto fold two sixes or something right. like that or ace five, you know, where like if they're going to auto fold that, then we shouldn't be raising. It's right? a different poker landscape than when we, than when we formulated the idea yeah. that raising one pair post flop is always bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like a different time now. Yeah. With the way people play. Nearly always bad anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Agreed. All right. So before we get to what keeps happening, I have one thing to say to you. Commercial. 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 <laughs> and this commercial is a special one because it's a new sponsor. It's Thrive Fantasy, Jonathan. You want to thrive with me? I All I want to do is thrive with fantasy. Okay. <laughs> but well, really. It's actually really cool. There's it is. A, there's a link in the description you can use when you sign up for Thrive. Uh, you can check that out in the podcast description. But let's tell them a little bit about Thrive Fantasy and their props, Jonathan, their player props. It's a little different than most DFS. Yeah. Usually what you do is, you know, you pick your players and, you know, you hope they run up a, a whole lot of fantasy points. You know, I ah, scored a touchdown. Yeah, you got a lot of, got a lot of catches. Yeah, sales. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not so. It's a little bit different here. It's actually kind of cool and fun. They um they put up a prop for a bunch of big name players, and you pick basically over or under on each prop. And there's 20 props to pick from. You pick between 10 and 15, and you're in a contest against other folks, and winning equals money. Yeah, winning equals money, and that's good. Thrive has over $75,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and has awarded over $2 million in cash prizes. So a little more on the props. Say, like, there's a Patrick Mahomes prop. You can do, like, Patrick Mahomes over five touchdowns, which is a rarity, right? You get more fantasy points on the rare ones and fewer fantasy points on the ones that are likely to come in, like the Chiefs are going to beat the Jets, stuff like that. So it's really cool in that you can kind of tolerate different levels of risk. And that's what Thrive is all about, letting you tolerate different <laughs> levels of risk, man. And here's a risk that you can all take. Uh, Thrive is actually... Fry, <laughs> that's their new name. As yeah, far Thrive, as Thrive, Thrive Fantasy. It's, yeah, they, it's, they're it's gonna, better. They're going to workshop that, but they're going to stick with Thrive. Okay, for now. All right, fine, fine. Thrive is actually setting up a private poker guys contest for this weekend and actually the next few weekends. Um, so for the NFL wildcard action, they've got a private contest. You can go there right now. If you go to their app and check it out, it, the only way to get in though, you need the password and it is capital P capital G like poker guys. Speaking of capital P capital G, that is the beginning of PG 50, which is the promo code. You got to use when you sign up for $50 on a match on your first deposit. That sounds yeah. like a damn good deal to me. You should do that. You should download thrive fantasy on the app store or the play store or visit their website at thrivefantasy.com. Thrive with us, people. You are going to be like a plant that is starving for sunlight and water. And then just a little, then the, the curtains are going to, you know, part. And you're going to be just, ah, oh, you're just going to grow and thrive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. All right. So after all the flop action, the pot is 608,000. And the turn. As you were saying, you thought it would only be really easy for Crazy Lissy to continue if they improved. Uh, otherwise, it's a, I mean, they can continue, but it's a little scary. But they do improve. It's the Ace of Diamonds. Now, that does complete one of the potential straights. 3-4 does get there. Yeah. But, but whatever. We have top two now as Crazy Lissy. We're very happy. This is also a monster card for Wushu in that Wushu picks up now a double gutter instead of just the single gutter and uh, has a flush draw as well. I mean, also, it's a it's the best bluffing card in the world for Wushu. It turns yes. out it isn't because it makes top two, but like you can bluff this card. You hit this card a lot. When you bet again, you're saying like, I, I have at worst top pair, right? 
And it turns out we've got like a fabulous semi-bluffing hand anyway, even if called. This it's is really great. This is probably the fifth best card in the deck for Wushu after all four sevens, mm-hmm. right? All four sevens make Wushu a straight. Yeah. This is the card that makes Wushu a double gutter with a card they can rep and also a flush drop. Yeah. This is an incredibly good card for Wushu. But that's not necessarily good news because their yeah. equity did not improve against Crazy Lissy uh, because there's only one card to come. Agreed. And Crazy Lissy now never folding, of course. Can't fold. As Wushu, of course, we're continuing now, right? We like Crazy Lissy has tons of weak hands on the flop, and now we've picked up all of this equity and we can rep this card. It would be absurd not to bet. It seems like we're going to have to bet. And I think if we get called, we should consider bombing a lot of rivers because we we might be up against uh crazy lissy holding on with like an eight or a five you know thinking because crazy lissy is going to assume we're going to bluff this card sometimes yeah but like if we go bet bet or you know like how can you hold on with an eight or a five like it just feels like and also of course we're going to get there sometimes too so i think we should be looking to double or i guess ultimately triple barrel but it'd be double barreling from this point on a lot as a plan here especially with six high here's the question though How should we look to size this? Because I don't want to put ourselves in a spot where we get shoved on and we're mathematically supposed to fold with six high here. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Which is hard to do because we still have a lot of chips left. What's the effective stack at this point? It's Wushu, so it's us. Yeah. We've, pr- we've put in how much so We've far? put in about 300K of our 1.8 million. We have 1.5 million and there's 608K in the pot. So we can definitely get price out of this thing. Um... Let's see. Well, if we bet, let's see. If we bet pot for a second, yeah. just do the math here. So if we bet pot, we're going to have 900 left. There's going to be more than a pot left. That's going to be an easy call. Yeah. Okay, so don't have to worry about that. So we can move back down. Let's bet half pot. So we bet 300K. There would be 900 in the pot. We get moved in on. So that'd be 1.8 in the pot, and we'd have 1.2 to 1.8, which is like almost perfect and exactly where we don't want to be, yeah. right? Like six high, we could be calling, we could once in a while be up against a worse flush draw, a better flush draw, which is not would, usually a worse one. <laughs> no, no, that would be, which would be just a complete disaster. Yeah. Um, so half pot feels like the wrong amount. So we need to bet more than half, but we don't need to bet full pot. So maybe like 450. Yeah. Like, like but then we have to pot. call it off. I mean, yeah. maybe we should bet pot just because we have an easy call off and we get to fold out maybe more of the range now instead of having to worry about the river. Um, that's not a bad idea or near pot is basically yeah. the same thing. But yeah, I think that's fine. I think it's totally fine. It makes a decision like a slam dunk decision if they move in right. and like maybe we get to fold out an eight a, a little bit more frequently. Yeah. I think I like that. Okay. Betting about pot. I think I, think I agree. Instead, Wushu bets about half pot, 334K. Okay. And so, I understand I like you're in autopilot sometimes with sizing, no matter what stage of a tournament you're in, it seems. But I mean, often this is a size up spot, though. Yeah. Honestly. So it's a little surprising to me that it that it's half pot. Maybe because it's blind versus blind, the ranges are going to be wider and weaker that you don't you feel like you don't have to size it I up. I just hate betting an amount that like we're mathematically in uh, no man's land if we get shoved. This on. is really I think we're probably going to fold if we get shoved yeah. on with six high, right? Because you're like, what if I'm up against bigger diamonds? Right. What if I'm up against King Queen of Diamonds? Yeah. Like Jesus, that's bad. You know, and if I'm not, then I'm I'm losing no matter what. And right. if I'm up against diamonds, I'm basically dead. Like, yeah. so I can't really call either way. I think it's a clear mistake to bet this much. Yeah, I agree. I think we should bet less or more, and probably more with this with this card yeah. in this spot. I think it's just got to be more. I agree. Good call. Yeah. Well. Okay. Found a play I didn't like here. And look, and look, crazy Lissy in a great spot with a monster hand that could, could actually shove. move in right yeah. here, and then we're going to be in this spot. So let's talk about that. What should crazy Lissy do yeah. with top two on this board? Three, four did get there. That's not a not an obvious and huge concern. 
Boy, it's really close because if we're up against an ace, we just might get called if we shove, right? Yep. We do, of course, block that. This is, of course, a card that Wushu is going to bet with all of their bluffs, most yes. likely. Is Wushu really going to bet again if we call here on an ace high board? I don't know. Not that often. There's going to be some give ups on the on the river. So right? we have to balance. Like we get to protect against hands like like Wushu has and weaker draws that could still get there against us if we move in. Yep. We also sometimes get to get called by an ace. We might miss out on the Jack-10 of clubs barreling, but the Jack-10 yes. of clubs might not barrel because we called the flop and turn. But the Jack-10 of clubs may also say, guess who has a range advantage? Yeah. I get to, I'm going to go for it. What yeah. are you going to do? If we, so this, again, I think a lot of it comes down to player profile here. And like the bluffier, more aggressive this player is, the more we should be apt to call. And uh, the more likely this guy's going to give up, the more likely we should just move in. That's that's. I think that's most of it. Yeah, I think I default to raising here. Like, the pot yeah. is quite large already. It would be nice to get a double up. It's hard to find a scenario where you actually get a double up, even if you just call, right? Like, I think maybe you're more likely to get a double up by shoving than just calling. Like, because we have, like, six, seven of diamonds and stuff like that. Or getting like, called by ace-queen. Yeah. Hands like that. Ace-queen's just ace going to have to call. Yeah, and, and ace-queen might though. not put in the rest on the river, depending on the river. Yeah. I mean, ace-queen's probably going to call it off on the river, even if it doesn't put it in itself. Not the ace-came, though, right? Like, it's probably, but it's... I think it's more probably. likely that they're going to call the turn. There's also just scare cards that can come in yeah. general. And why, why do that? We've got almost what is almost always the best hand. If it isn't, we're going to call it off on the river anyway. What card's going to come that we're not going to put it in on the river? Like, look at this spot we're in, right? Yeah. Like, so I think, I think a raise is pretty good because we can think of hands that, can, that are worse than ours that can absolutely call us here, yeah. especially in blind versus blind. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think ace-queen is just going to call. Ace-jack's probably going to just call. Yeah. Ace-10, probably going to feel like it has to call too. Probably. You know? So that's pretty good. So, yeah, we can just move in. And also, it looks bluffy. Yeah. Which is not bad. Instead, Crazy Lissy just calls. Okay. So I guess we're not big fans of these turn plays as much as I thought we might be. It's possible Crazy Lissy really knows his or her opponent well, Maybe. though. And it's just like, the, being in position is just such a great spot here. If you're out of position, I think it's, you almost have to raise. Yeah. Being in position, you have a little more room to call. Maybe that's what's going on. Who knows? Yeah. What I am in love with is nitrogen sports. Am I allowed to sing like that? Yes. Okay, thanks. But you know what you didn't do? Mm, no, I did everything. You know, there's one thing. You what did I, did I not talk about? Artisanal sourdough <laughs> bread. You didn't whisper. Commercial. Commercial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all. Nitrogen sports. Commercial. Commercial. <laughs> okay. All right. On to the river. There's a link <laughs> in the description of this podcast that gives you access to nitrogen sports. It's very easy to sign up. It's just a username and a password. They don't ask for anything else when you sign up. It is a Bitcoin-only site, and when you use that link, you get access to our special shit. It's sweet. Tell them about it. Well, there's a tournament. happens at the end of every month. It's called the Poker Guys Tournament, and they guarantee 1,000 buy-ins. They cap the player pool at 300, meaning there's always at least 700 buy-ins put in there, which these days is like $1,700. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. They might have to reduce that thing. Maybe. You know, depending on the direction of Bitcoin goes in. Yeah. Because it is, as Grant said, a Bitcoin-only poker site. Uh... Usually we don't even get 300 players. Usually we get like 200 players. So there's even more free money in there. It's unbelievable. It's super cheap to play also, of course. It's a tenth of a millibit, which is these days is like a little over $2. Like, what are you doing with your life if you're not playing this? The answer is screwing up. Yeah, you're being an idiot. You're losing everything and you don't even, you can't even see it. You're basically uh, the, what's that movie from the 80s? Trading Places. You're basically... The non-Eddie Murphy character in Trading Places. I forgot. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, you're Dan Aykroyd. 
because he place. had it all and gave it all yeah. and lost it all. But yeah. then he gets it back, you know, at the end. Right, but we're we're going with the middle of the movie. Oh, okay, here. okay. You're good. Dan Aykroyd in the middle of trading places right now. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be that. That's good. I may I may to throw a trading places reference in at some point now for the at some point in the rest of the it's show. It's a pretty I'm good movie. It is. I mean, it was. I don't know if it's. It's still like a fun eighties movie. At the time, it was great. I don't know anymore. It's been a while. Anyway, back to the ad. Don't be Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Commercial. Don't be Dan Aykroyd. Sign up using the link in the description. Free money. Bitcoin. By the way, you get your money in fast. You get your money out super fast. 90 minute withdrawals. Also, there's sports betting and casino games. Do they have it all? Yes, they do. Including the love of nitrogen, your overlord. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to feel different. Your yeah. life is going to change. It's going to be like joining a cult, except none of the bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, probably. It's all the good stuff. <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> Everybody wants that, right? All the good stuff of joining a cult without the bad stuff? Yeah. That's yeah. called family. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I went there. Take that, America. <laughs> 2021, I'm ready for you. Yeah. Jonathan's coming with the spicy takes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's talk about this hand. Sure. So we've got the Deuce 5, 8, Ace, 2 Diamond board. Yeah. Got some monster hands here. The Small Blind Wushu. And the effective stack has 6-3 of diamonds for the double gutter and the flush draw. Crazy Lissy, the big blind, has ace-8 for top two. The pot is 1.3 million. The river is the sickly, disgusting queen of diamonds. Yeah. Wushu gets there with a six-high flush. Pretty sick. All right. Is there any argument for not betting if you're Wushu? I can't think of any arguments at all for all right. not betting. We got there. Boy, we sure wouldn't want it to uh, go check, check. A bad ace might check back at this point. Right. Yeah. Why would we give it? Let's let's force the ace to pay us off, like or whatever, whatever he has. All right. So we have just less than pot here in our stack. We have one point one five million out yeah. of the one point three million. How are we going to size it? There's only two sizes I think we could make. I guess there's three, but I really I think there's only two. One is all in. Okay. The other one is leaving yourself about three or four blinds. The old I might I could be bluffing because I'm leaving myself three or four blinds play. Is know? there not a like two hundred k size? Well, that was the third one. I thought about, but like, I don't think we're going to induce a raise almost ever on this board when we bet 200K when we went bet, bet, tiny bet on the river. I just don't think we're going to get a bluff raise. Why would he bluff raise? He called the turn. He doesn't, he doesn't need to bluff. Right, but he did call the turn, right? Didn't raise the turn on this volatile board. Oh, so you're just trying to get called yeah. by something. You're not doing it to get Like, I'm concerned okay. about, like, do we, is it worth trying to get called by a five and an eight more frequently and sizing it smaller? Um... Uh, is, it, is a five really going to call if we bet 200K on the river? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe, eight, maybe 200K is a little too chummy in the water. Maybe more yeah. like 350 or something. But I don't I know. Don't, I just assume polarize the other way and get yeah, some Yeah, that's calls. typically what people like to do. I just wanted to explore if there's any other options. I think it's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, it, sizing is always weird in these spots where it's like if you go too small, it looks like so obvious you're trying to just get a little value or induce does make that it is a bluff super sweet and when people get away with those it's incredible yeah but usually people call because people are math oriented these days right? yeah and so i don't know i i don't i think i just want to go for it like i feel like we get called enough of the time when we bet five times that or six times that amount that it's worth it are you not concerned about crazy lissy's range being pretty weak like i know they have top two but they rate to have like the top of their the like ninetieth percentile of their range is a good eight. I think right? no, I think they can have reasonable aces. I mean, they didn't raise preflop either. So yeah, but like, look, they had ace eight and didn't raise, right? So that means they have a lot of medium aces, right? Medium and bad aces, which are hands that absolutely reasonably could have called the flop and then called the turn, especially like ace three, ace four, right? That's a hand that we could be trying to get value. I mean, I think from. you're overrating how many of those there are. 
I mean, like some of them are three bets. There are some three. I bets. think there's a lot more eights than there are that. Um, once the turn comes, probably the all the eights still have to call on the turn. I just don't know that. Like when we if we shove the river, we're really trying to get called more by an ace than an eight because I don't think that many eights are going to call when the queen comes. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's why yeah. I'm talking about this yeah. because I think that the. But but do you think there's like five times as many eights as there are aces? I don't. Maybe. I just don't. That doesn't seem... That's fine. You don't have to think that. doesn't seem reasonable. You can have your store-bought every, bread. Every, every ace is playing... Every ace is not folding preflop. A bunch of the eights are folding preflop, right? Mm. So we can knock out a bunch every of Every suited eight is calling. Sure. Every ace is not folding. Yeah. but Some a of, lot them of them are three-betting. A lot of them are three-betting. So, but as we see, ace-eight suited chose not to. So yeah. that means probably a lot... At these stack depths, a lot of aces aren't three-betting with these specific stack depths. Now, I don't know if we know that as crazy lissy, though. So when we're, when we're betting big, which Wushu does do, by the yes. way... We're targeting an ace, you think? I think we're mostly targeting an ace or a hero call from an eight, which we can get a little bit, but not. we can't really expect to get that very often. Right? Yeah. Um, but can we expect to get it if we bet 400K? I don't know. I mean, it looks pretty strong when we go bet, bet, bet. It does. On this board, right? Like, we could have we gone backdoor diamonds. Like, that, that's a hand we would have gone bet, bet, bet with. What bluffs, do, what bluffs do we have, by the way? Miss straight draws? What else? King X with the King of Diamonds. That we just decided to bet the turn because it yeah. was an ace, and now yeah. we're like, hey, that's yeah. one of the ones. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Maybe also Queen X with the Queen of Diamonds. Well, we hit a queen on the river. Oh. So we don't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, it is the Queen of Diamonds. Right, so, so impossible. Impossible. So maybe the Jack of Diamonds. Yeah. Which we could have bet the turn with, and yeah, okay, yeah. we got the second nut flush draw blocker. Whatever, yeah. whatever, you know what I'm saying. Second nut flush blocker. Yeah. So that's reasonable, too. But that's probably it, right? So King King of diamonds, one jack of diamonds, other straight draws. Those are the bluffs. Yeah. I guess that's some bluffs, though. That's yeah. reasonable. So we're going to bet the straight draws on the flop, and we're going to bet them on the turn mm-hmm. when the ace comes. And then we might bomb it because we're like, we have more diamonds than you do, right? Because you're going to raise diamonds sometimes on the turn. Mm-hmm. And you, Although we only bet half pop, but still, sometimes you're going to raise diamonds. But we have all diamonds available because we bet the flop, and that means we could have anything, and Crazy Lizzie had to opt to call the flop. Right, right. Does Crazy Lizzie really have, you know, weird diamond stuff just weird, weird random like suited diamonds king probably. four of diamonds probably not yeah you wouldn't think so yeah so yeah i okay so wushu goes big not the entire thing leaves 50k because okay. you know that's cool it is cool i um, guess i'd like to leave more if we're gonna leave yeah 50K. i'd rather leave like three or four blinds instead of one blind but that's but what we're doing whatever it's you know it is what it is all right so now you're crazy <laughs> lissy you just sigh and call right you're like well this sucks I mean, we're not going to move in. It seems crazy to move in. No, but... but Why f- give away the blind? Right. But, um, can't fold. How I, can we fold? Well, that's what Crazy Lissy does. Crazy Lissy folds. So. How can he fold or she? Let's reverse. Rip it, rip it. Reverse. Okay. Why this happened? It was correct. Turns out it was right. But Why? how? Well, you were talking about player profile. Maybe... Wushu is the opposite player profile than, than the one that you were usually referring to. Maybe Wushu is super tight. Well, why not raise the turn then if Wushu bets? Because Wushu only calls with a straight. <laughs> maybe, if, maybe we think we actually fold out one pair on the turn Yeah, sometimes. But then we don't think Wushu is going to bet like with ace-jack or ace-king here. I guess we're saying we don't think that if, we're, if Wushu is super tight, right? Well, like all one pair of hands are checking. What about if, you, other, if you were Wushu and you had ace-jack, would you actually go for the full value on the river? 
Probably not, because you're just hoping to get called by like a seven. Then yeah, that's what you're hoping for for sure. Well, let me ask you this: If you were wishing at queen eight, so you had top pair, you bet the ace. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you don't want to check call, I guess. I mean, that's queen eight. It feels like you check the ace yeah. a lot on the turn, but maybe you bet it because you're like, it's better for me. I don't know. Maybe it sucks to be out of position. I don't know. You think we check call? But let's say, let's pretend for a second we bet the turn. We have queen eight on the river. Or we, would we go for it here, or would we check? I think that's close. Yeah, I do too. I think that's pretty close. I think I think Crazy Lissy is concerned that they don't beat any value. At the same point, if Wushu is capable of having any bluffs at all, this is just a hand that has to fall in our calling part of our distribution, right? I also think we must be able to beat some value. Like, what about Ace-Deuce? Yeah. Ace is up that's, that's worse than ours. There's Ace-Five and Ace-Deuce. Both of those we should be able to beat. The, you would assume Wushu would still go for the full thing with those. I really would. I really, really would. Okay, so we can beat at least some value. We can't beat straights. We can't beat 3-4. And we can't beat backdoor flushes. Which isn't great. But there's still a lot of stuff we can beat, right? Can't we beat can... sets. We can't beat sets. Can't beat ace-queen. Yeah. But what about all the things we can beat? We can beat 6-7. The... I think the problem yeah. in Crazy Lissy's mind is all of those hands that I just mentioned that we can't beat, you would really expect Wushu to play this way the whole way and expect the big bet on the river. Yeah. Every hand that we do beat that is for value is like questionable. Like when we when we get down to ace five, it's like probably they're doing it, it's but it's not a hundred percent. I mean, ace five is going to shove, probably, but they might bet smaller. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one it's a pot size bet left. They could just they're, they're going to go for it, but they might bet smaller. You're right, they might bet. But smaller. once we get beyond ace deuce, we don't think right. Like ace jack isn't shoving if they're betting. Well, we're right? not sure if queen eight is yeah. even doing it, so ace jack isn't. Right? So that's probably what is weighing on crazy yeah. lissy. So it, it comes down to if this opponent is capable of having bluffs, right? Right. You're going to need your opponent to have a fair amount of bluffs. And if our opponent doesn't actually have a fair amount of bluffs, then this is probably a, a correct fault. Now, yeah. if Wushu Jeez. does have the king X with the king of diamonds as their bluffing range, that's enough combos right there that you have to call. Shouldn't our opponent have that? They should, but not everybody's good at poker. Yeah. We don't know anything about this player. They okay. might not be very good. Yeah. Like it, it is a 1K online tournament, which is a big buy-in for online, but... Plenty of people have one K lying around to throw at an online tournament that I mean we're are not that good at poker. We're four handed, but still, you're still right. That doesn't just because we're like people yeah. get people make the final four of tournaments all the time when they're no good. Even yeah. higher buy in tournaments, we it happens. It. We certainly see it. John Hesp, no offense, John, but John Hesp He's got a wonderful personality. He seemed very happy, although he wasted a lot of time, a lot of time. But anyway, very friendly guy. Apparently, seems I wouldn't know. Because he refused to talk to you. Because <laughs> he snubbed me many times. The Hesp snub. The classic Hesp snub. Yeah. So I think actually this fold is not absurd if, if our opponent is predictable. If our opponent has like GTO bluffing ranges, we cannot fold right, this hand. Right, of course. The, the thing is, yeah, you have to be pretty darn sure you're not getting bluffed here to fold this hand, right? Because this should be almost always on the turn we call with the intention of calling all rivers. Yeah. Like, what river are we really folding? And I guess you're like, that's... That's a kind of a bad river. Anything over the eight that's also a diamond is probably the worst rivers. Like the, the nine of diamonds is probably the worst river, or the yeah. four of diamonds. Those, to me, seem like the absolute worst rivers. Right. But Maybe then, the four of diamonds is even worse because it brings an ace three. But no, the ace was already there. You don't, he doesn't, but a queen of diamonds is pretty bad. Anything over the eight that's a diamond is bad. Yeah, but like, it seems like we're, there's a, a little bit of monsters under the bed syndrome to fold the hand this strong, blind versus blind in this spot when we've already put in this many chips. I agree, but bet. if Wushu is not capable of bluffing here, right. then 
or it's, has very few bluffs. Or has very few bluffs, then it's probably good. And we can beat almost none of the value. It's probably good to fold then. Yeah. Maybe you're also aware that Wushu, because if Wushu is, is wrong, gets called and is, you know, beat, Wushu's going to have like five blinds. One blind. Wushu's going to, excuse me, you're going to have one blind, and that's, that's a bad spot. Yeah. Um, do you think in practice you could fold in this spot? If I, I, I mean, I know it comes back to playing if you, if online. You know the player isn't it's hard to, for me to imagine that playing online yeah. because the fields are so diverse and I don't know the players very well. But like playing live, there's plenty of players I could fold. I this. agree. No, 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 no. When the diamond comes and they bet, they basically yeah. go all in. And you're like, well, he always has it. Yeah, obviously that's. But but those players aren't players you're almost ever going to find forehanded in an online one. No, right? almost not. But like, so like we're talking about. Like, but the evidence likely, we have here is that Crazy Lissy is correct. So yeah, there it could just be lucky. That's the most the question is, thing. The question is, yeah, is Crazy Lissy too tight or is Crazy Lissy know, know his or her opponent really well? Those feel like the two obvious yeah. answers, right? Um, and I guess we just don't know. How we, can we know? We don't, but in the end, this was the correct fold. Yes. And it's pretty damn flashy and it got in the breakdown. I so. mean, when I was watching, I was like, there's nothing to watch here. This is just a cooler. It's not interesting. I was like, I guess if Crazy Lissy somehow folds and then Crazy Lissy folds, I'm like, all right, this is a breakdown. Yeah. Because I just didn't even assume it was possible that Crazy Lissy would fold there. Yeah. Opponent-dependent stuff is interesting stuff. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break. But I'm back to claim the crown. and gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.